Good morning and welcome. You're listening to the First Thing Podcast from the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. I'm your host, Ryan File. If this is your first time here, I'm here most weekdays going over the day's top stories. It takes just a few minutes. Past episodes are available online at mailtribune.com podcasts. You can also tune in via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Here are the top stories for Thursday, September 13th, 2018. First up. Government houndsmen from around Oregon are descending upon the Mount Hood National Forest to hunt down and kill the cougar, responsible for the first fatal cougar attack in state history. At least three Federal Wildlife Services agents with tracking dogs will go into the remote Hunchback Mountain area to capture and kill any cougar they find to see whether it matches animal DNA taken from the body of 55-year-old Gresham hiker Diana Bober, whose body was found Monday. When we locate them, our intention will be to kill them and then take samples and then try to match that up, said Brian Wolfer, the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife South Willamette Watershed Manager. We will not know for sure we have the correct cougar until we're able to get those samples, said Wolfer, who added that, quote, we are not looking to indiscriminately kill a large number of cougars. It takes at least two hours to hike into the scene where Bober's body was found. The trail is as skinny as two feet wide in places and includes steep drop-offs, Wolfer said. The trail is also rife with blown-down trees that make using mules to haul in a trapper cage impossible, he said. We really don't have a way that we could capture and hold a cougar and wait for test results to come back, especially in that terrain. That's just not an option for us. Plans are to begin immediately around where Bober's body was found, then fan out from there, Wolfer said. Since cougars have large territories that can overlap, there may be more than one cougar in the area, he said. We're going to do the best we can to make sure we get the correct cougar, Wolfer said. The sample DNA from the cougar killed by Wildlife Service agents will be sent to the Oregon State University's Pathology Lab for processing. It then will be compared to DNA from the attack that's being analyzed by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's National Forensics Laboratory in Ashland, ODFW spokeswoman Michelle Dennehy said. An autopsy conducted Tuesday concluded that Bober, an active backwoods trekker, died as the result of an animal attack, and an analysis of her wounds concluded it was Oregon's first documented fatal cougar attack. And last up, a federal appeals court upheld Oregon's ban on suction dredge mining in the Rogue River and other wild salmon streams Wednesday, rejecting miners' arguments that federal mining laws trump state law on public land. Miners say they may appeal a 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals panel's ruling that the ban, championed by the late state Senator Alan Bates and supported by the federal government, does not infringe on the right to mine under federal laws, but bans only one form of mining and only in some streams. Those streams were identified in Oregon law as, quote, essential salmon habitat, or those necessary for spawning and rearing of wild salmon and steelhead. That covers reaches throughout western Oregon, such as the Rogue River and its tributaries below Lost Creek Dam, the Applegate River below Applegate Dam, and the Illinois River, but leaves most of salmonless eastern Oregon open to suction dredging. Suction dredge mining employs a floating vacuum to suck gravel from a stream bottom, Materials vacuumed by the dredge then go through a sluice to allow miners to strain out gold and other heavy metals, while sand, silt, and other fine materials are discharged into the water. Wild salmon advocates say the process damages spawning grounds and rearing habitat. Miners have argued that current laws already protect salmon in their habitat, and they have argued that no peer-reviewed study on suction dredging proves it ruins salmon habitat. In the ruling, the appeals judges acknowledge that, quote, unreasonable, excessive, or pretextual state environmental regulations can violate the intent of federal mining laws. We agree with the United States, however, in this case that line has not been crossed, the ruling states. Winning attorney Pete Frost of Eugene said Wednesday's ruling was an affirmation on an important prohibition in efforts to restore wild salmon and their habitat. 
Frost of the Western Environmental Law Center also considered it a posthumous tip of the cap to Bates, the fly-fishing Medford physician who championed the effort but died from an apparent heart attack in 2016, a year before the law passed the legislature. The miner's lawyer, James Bacall of Portland, said he would like to see the decision appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, but he had not discussed an appeal with his clients. And that's it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of these stories at our website, mailtribune.com. And if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Have a good one.